This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Stay tuned now for Stand Up and Scream. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This is Carrie Fisher, and you're listening to Sci-Fi and Squeam on Joy 94.9. Yes, and welcome to Stand Up and Squeam, uh, a special tribute show tonight. Uh, In particular, of course, the passing of our princess, a dedication to Carrie Fisher, and uh, with the very tragic news that her mother has also passed away in the last 24 hours uh, since Carrie actually died. So it's, yeah, a pretty intense and very sad time across the galaxy, uh, far, far away and here, right here at the Joy Studios. Normally I do Broad, which is on Monday nights on Joy. Uh, however, of course, uh, because it is the holiday period, a lot of changes going on and people come and go throughout um, the Joy grid during this time of year. And also... Because of the tragic passing of um, Princess Leia, also known as Carrie Fisher, also known as many other characters that she um, contributed in the past uh, many decades. It was a good time to jump in and um, do my best as a tribute to 
this amazing, wonderful woman who passed away on Tuesday morning this week following uh, a terrible heart attack that happened last Friday. Best known as Princess Leia, of course, and we heard um, the a squad... Uh, from a Jimmy Fallon program in the US with The Roots and The Force Awakens Squad. We heard a few of them um, doing an a cappella version of the original Star Wars theme by John Williams, of course. It is pretty sad indeed that uh, we've lost someone so young. She was only 60. A family spokesperson spoke to many different publications and one in particular, Hollywood Reporter, did report some of the significant... Um, I guess you'd call it tributes to Carrie Fisher in the last couple of days, including from her daughter that she says, you know, very deep sadness that her beloved mother has passed away. And, of course, she was loved by the world and will be missed profoundly. And now with the passing of her mother, of Carrie Fisher's mother, actress Debbie Reynolds, I mean, it's a, a double whammy for many people. Uh, not just in pop culture, but I guess for anyone who followed uh, the Fisher and Reynolds family, their own saga in itself was quite dramatic and real-life drama as well. We can't forget that in Hollywood. But, of course, their political um, life was also very active. Carrie Fisher, naturally, did a lot for those who do suffer from mental illness as well. Um, and not all just about the metal bikini, as a writer in The Guardian said uh, today, actually. Uh, Hannah Jane Parkinson wrote a very cute article saying, forget the gold bikini. For people with mental illness, Carrie Fisher was a queen, and she was very much the mental health advocate because of her, I guess, it was considered eccentric behaviour when she was a teenager. Unfortunately, she was put on medication very early that was, you know, not the correct medication and there was plenty of misdiagnosis back in the 70s and early 80s. In fact, she has bipolar uh, as a condition, also known to many uh, as manic depression. So, um, but she's been not just um, a great advocate about that condition, but also a wonderfully funny and hilarious woman breaking down a lot of the barriers and a lot of taboos that surround mental health conditions. So she was even named Bipolar Woman of the Year recently. Um, and, look, she's had many episodes, as we probably have seen, throughout her celebrity life and her public life, and uh, let alone, of course, knowing her as Princess Leia from the Star Wars franchise for at least the first three films that were made. And, uh, of course, following on very recently with last year's release of The Force Awakens, her return was just amazing and very, you know, one of the greatest things of last year, at least. So 2016 has been a real, damn it, a real bugger of a year, let's say that much. Um, now, we will be talking to someone I know very well. She's, uh, you could say, a pop culture princess herself. Maria Lewis, author and broadcaster, works at SBS The Feed. We'll be chatting to her over the phone very shortly in a few minutes, talking about what uh, Princess Leia or Senator Organa or General Organa meant to her. And, of course, Carrie Fisher wasn't just that princess from outer space and a galaxy far away. She was also more than that, an author. She was a script doctor, which meant she worked on a lot of uh, different film scripts, uh, doctoring them, basically, fixing them up, making them uh, presentable and agreeable and, you know, accessible, 
for um, directors to turn into productions. We can talk about that a bit later as well. I've also got some sound bites too. Going back in time, one could say, back to 2010, where it all happened, right here, believe it or not, in the very Joy Studios. Some of the uh, Joy volunteer broadcasters here at the station had the really exciting honour of speaking to Princess Leia, a.k.a. Carrie Fisher, um, while she was in Australia for Wishful, um, Wishful Drinking, which was a stage performance she did. So we've got a little bit of sound bites for that too. Now, I'm sorry if I do sound a bit dreary and not really my usual self, but it has been a pretty difficult time, and I'm sure a lot of you feel the same. And if you do, well, look, you can message me. Maybe you have a favourite Princess Leia moment, or perhaps uh, one of the books that Carrie wrote, or maybe you're a big Debbie Reynolds fan as well, who can't forget her debut an amazing debut back in the day with uh, 1952 Singing in the Rain with Gene Kelly. I mean, incredible what she did there. And she was only 19. That's Debbie Reynolds, who we've also lost just today here in the world, in our own planet Earth. Look, message me on 0427 JOY949 if you'd like to. You can phone 1300 JOY949 or email us on air at joy.org.au. I'm also on Facebook for Sci-Fi and Squeam, and that is... yeah. Just search for it, Sci-Fi and Squeam on the old FB and uh, send a message there. I'll put some pictures up of some of my favourite Carrie Fisher uh, pics and of Debbie Reynolds too. So, yeah, it's been quite the day and uh, the loss is pretty intense. So let me know what's your favourite pop culture moment with either Carrie Fisher or Debbie Reynolds. Again, it's 0427 JOY949 or email me on air at joy dot org dot au as we dedicate uh, the next 46 minutes or so as much as we can to uh, the wonderful icons Debbie and Carrie here on a very special Stand Up Straight. It's Stand Up and Squeam here on Joy 94.9. You uh, have dignity as Princess Leia going that back she again. Has it. Does she have it? Yeah? That bitch is always taking stuff from me. <laughs> She's got... More mounds of dignity. Uh-huh. She's got it, and I want it. When I, I'm gonna, yeah, we're gonna. They're doing it over again, so hopefully we'll get it right this time. Will you be donning the bikini again? People are always asking about the metal bikini. <laughs> now I wear that only when I uh, go on trips, so I can go through security in the metal, you know. And uh-huh, then they uh-huh. make me strip, and they bring in Job of the Hut, and yeah. it's just great. <laughs> I don't have the metal bikini, and. But, but I believe George Lucas did kind of insist rather ungallantly that you needed to lose a bit of weight for they're, Star Wars this yeah, time. This time, too, they hire part of me. They hire, like, 80% of me, and they say, get rid of that extra 20. No, I, I have to do it anyway. I'm, I'm so short that three pounds on me would be, you know, 20. On, I don't know. Anyway, it makes sense somewhere. All this stuff with weight is just the preoccupation with it. In the abstract, think, okay, I look better now. But this is like when you say to my mother, you look great. And she has an argument with you every time. Okay, you look great for your age. And, you know, it's like, let's get it really what you wanted. And uh, so now I just tell her she looks like shit. And (laughs) she she obviously doesn't have a good mirror. She looks awful. Mm. 
And she misses the days when I told her she looked great. I, d I did say to you that we wouldn't talk about Star Wars much, and we, we won't, but we have to talk about it because the damn thing won't go away. It's now been voted the most popular film of all time. No! Two different holes. Yeah, no, it happens. It happens. You had a shampoo of me where you could twist my head off and pour liquid out of my neck. That's nice. And it said, lather up with Leia and you'll feel like a princess yourself. <laughs> There's another smaller doll that my uh, ex-husband used to put pins in. That's not good. No, 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 it didn't come with its own pins. And no, it didn't come with its own pins. And imagine having a doll that's of your own figure, own image. It's pretty objectifying and pretty, pretty strange, let's face it. But... It could only happen to one woman probably in the whole galaxy, and that would be Carrie Fisher. This is Sonia doing this Stand Up and Squeam, a special sci-fi and squeam tribute. If you're just tuning in here on Joy 94.9, uh, celebrating the life as much as we can, the life of not just one but two wonderful women, mother and daughter, Debbie Reynolds, who sadly passed away today earlier this morning, and, of course, the fantastic Carrie Fisher, who passed away a couple of days ago on Tuesday. I have on the line Maria Lewis, all the way from Sydney Town, to talk to us. Hi. Hi, how's it going? I know, it's going all right, considering it's I a pretty intense time. the year that keeps on taking and taking and taking. It seems to be the case. And, I mean, this is our princess or our senator or our general of the Star Wars franchise, and it's been such a huge wallop now with uh, her mother passing away. I mean, gosh. It's just absolutely tragic. I mean, I, I woke up to the news yesterday about Carrie Fisher passing away and was shocked and so mm. upset and so deeply saddened because George Michael went first. I'm like, okay, well, surely, you know, yeah. That's it for 2016. And then Carrie, and he's like, okay, all right. Okay, well, the year's almost over. How much? Oh, and Debbie's gone. Okay, all right. This year can just quietly mm. get in the sea. I know. It's it's um, mm, it's hard to say what to say, really, because since I spoke to you yesterday, you were like, yeah, sure, let's let's do this. Uh, and then I haven't spoken to you about further, future, you know, current developments. But mm. what did she I mean? Know. What does she mean to you? Let's talk about Carrie Fisher first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, so Carrie Fisher, I think for, for a lot of people, obviously, she is synonymous with Star Wars. That's mm. something that she, um, I think, originally sort of shied away from in her, like, you know, late 20s, 30s. But there was a really great interview with her. Um, when, I think she was in about her 50s at this point. So um, it would have been, like, the 2000s, early 2000s. And she was saying that, you know, Princess Leia is her and she is Princess Leia at this point. And the two roles are so iconically associated with each of them that it would be almost um, a disservice to shy away from the association at that point. But mm. I thought it was really interesting. She's someone who, um, who obviously had a lot of her own struggles. She battled with substance addiction and, and drug addiction and um, addiction to prescription pills and things like that over the years. And she was someone who was always really open mm. about her struggles. And I think that for me more than anything was um, was what Carrie Fisher meant to me. It was someone who was able to take on life's challenges in a really honest way and also do it with a wink and a, and a bit of a joke and a bit of boldness and braveness to her. You know, she was always she had a very self, self-deprecating sense of humour, I guess you could say, and was really good at being able to analyse her own flaws and mistakes, but in a way that was, um, in a way that didn't make people uncomfortable, but made them laugh at the same time. But she was, um, 
she's someone who's very honest about the way she struggled and dealt with things. And, of course, mm. she wrote the, the screenplay um, for Postcards from the Edge, which was sort of an autobiographical story of um, of her coming back from the brink of addiction. But she's also um, she's also one of, like, Hollywood's, I guess, best unsung screenwriters. You know, she... Um, she worked tirelessly behind the scenes for decades. I guess she's always best known for her work in front of the camera, but she was also, um, she's been Hollywood's most sought-after script doctor for, yeah, for yeah, decades. Yeah, I was reading about that. Um, yeah, things she like Hawkins, um, Sister Act. Weapons 3. Yeah. yeah, Sister Act. Oh, my God, could you imagine... Could you imagine just alone having worked on? I Fox wish she had then, been in it, you know. Right, and then Sister Act as well, and Lisa Weapon Three, The Wedding Singer, uh, some extraordinary film there to her name, and um, yeah, I think I think one of the reasons, like I mean, also celebrity death, state, so the very point of why people react strongly to celebrity deaths is you don't have to have known the person intimately to have been touched by their work. I mean, mm. look at look at David Bowie, and especially look at George Michael, and the effect and impact they had on people who felt like they were outcasts and felt like they couldn't be accepted and loved in society. And Carrie Fisher, I think, was that way for a lot of mouthy, loud, proud women. She was mm. she was kind of a hero, you know? Yeah, I mean, she just invented, kind of like invented the uh, the smart, smart-ass quip, you know, and good comeback. Yeah, right. Like the That's clever so comebacks she would have. Because of the way the media treated her, especially with body image, trying to body yes. shame her, and when it came from I, other women, well, oh my god! You know, <laughs> yeah, she was very good at that. And and you know, talking about the metal bikini, of course, um, and what that meant, and how she didn't want to wear it, but at the same time, of course, she did. And famously, we know about that. But she uses her humor years later. To um to sort of like kind of like a self deprecation, but at the same time, she rescues herself. You know, yes. she's she's no damsel in distress at all, and never has been. No, I mean I think that is is one of the things as well that people um I mean a character like Princess Leia, General Leia lives on forever, and of course we'll see her again in Episode Eight because she'd already uh, finished yeah. filming her scenes for that. But one of the things about that character is even though that will live on forever, I guess it's the attitude of the character that was so inherently associated with Carrie Fisher, you know, that mm. that sort of rebellious attitude, exactly. that flipping the bird to the man and um, and fighting the good fight. And I guess it's entrenched not only in Carrie Fisher's personality, but, like, you know, the, the very famous buns that Princess Leia wears and you first see them in A New Hope. Those were, um, those were based off the hairstyles of female Mexican revolutionaries. So it's it's kind of that whole sort of attitude and everything that she represented. I think is is one of the reasons um, she's so special to to so many people. Yeah, and now losing her mum is well, I'm. It's just so, it's so sad. It's so grievous. You know, I don't know what it's, to say. It's nuts. I mean, of course, um, Deborah Reynolds' first husband and Carrie Fisher's father, Eddie Fisher, had has passed some time ago. Um, but it mm. is just just one of those things. It's, I mean, everybody knows how close um, Debbie and Carrie were. So I, I guess that that's the thing. You know, a lot of people are saying that she just loved her daughter so much and now they'll get to be together. But Debbie Reynolds was a lot more than a mother as well. You know, she was a, a resilient, enduring Hollywood performer. She really came through that golden age of Hollywood cinema. She could sing, she could dance, she could act. She's someone mm. who did it all. 
And yep. at the same time as, as juggling, you know, a, a relationship, a marriage, a family, fame, all of those pressures that come with that. She was um, she was one of those ladies who's kind of like eternally classy. She really handled fame and the pressures of, of Hollywood in a way that you don't really see many people be able to do for 10 years, let alone 80. Mm, they're like the mother-daughter sort of pin-up, really. Yeah. Because of good and bad, there was, you know, the good and bad stuff. But what relationship doesn't have that, I guess, if you have those, you know, maternal and um, daughter relationships? Interesting. But, hey, because you're an an author, of course, you probably have heard heard of the news (laughs) that um, Princess Leia's last victory, Carrie Fisher's books have become the bestsellers now. Um, the Princess Diarist, of course, her latest book, um, and now mm. obviously her last book, um, is now on the top best-selling list and uh, number top, well, top in the Amazon anyway, uh, from yesterday ahead of Zero Sugar Diet, whatever that is. Um, and, and who cares what that is? Who cares what that is? Um, and Wishful Drinking and Postcards from the Edge are in the top ten. Which is so good to hear. I mean, Since I think um, hmm. I think the Princess Diaries would have been number one anyway, hmm. um, because before her death, that book had already gained a lot of notoriety and a lot of attention, and people were literally in Hollywood dying to rip it apart and read it. They were so obsessed with what was in it because, um, as a to paraphrase a, a really clever tweet that was sent out yesterday by a, a girl on Twitter as at Alice in Wonderland, she said. Hmm. Um, Carrie Fisher went out the way many women dreamed of, telling the world that she shagged Harrison Ford in his prime. And, of course, um, that's, that's of course. kind of, I guess, sort of the last few news articles before her um, before her health deteriorated. That's what they were about, is she came out and uh, openly admitted that, yes, her and Harrison Ford had an affair when she was um, when she was a teen and in her early 20s, and they were filming mm. A New Hope, and he was married and had three kids, three or four kids at the time, I'm not quite sure, but, two, um, I think, two. Two, yeah, but this, so these mm. are the kind of sort of honest admissions and frankness that people loved about her. I know. That she, um, she was, she's always just so incredibly honest, and I think, um, I think that also might be, you know, one of the things that was hard to deal with a fame and attention for her is because she put so much of herself out there and made it so easy for, for people to attack, but at the same time she, um, she developed a kind of feverish fan base because of it. Mm, yeah, she will. There is a gap, certainly in the galaxy right now, and yeah, yeah. So a million look, voices cry out. <laughs> oh <they> no, <laughs> Alderaan! Yes, for all those geeks out there <laughs> who will understand that reference. Look, we're going to have they to leave. <laughs> we have to leave you there, though, Maria. But hey, no. you you've got a blog, or you've got something that people can go to, have a look around. You know what? I'm your... going to shamelessly spruik my second book, which okay. drops out. Sorry, it's no Princess Diaries. Let me say that. Not yet. Um, but my second, you know, no, <laughs> my second book, Who's Afraid Two, um, comes out in Australia, New Zealand, and US on January 17, 2017. And you can pre-order it now if you go into your local bookshop or online. And it is a sequel to Who's Afraid, which came out mm-hmm. earlier this year, which feels like forever ago. 2016 is basically just a hell dimension. And so time moves five times longer, I think. Hell mouth. <laughs> yeah, it is a dead set. Oh, my God. We are all the high. We are all Sunnydale High. And I don't know. What is happening? <laughs> uh, who knows? It's a cluster. But thank you so much. For hey, yeah. Talk about one of my favorite.
favourite women. Oh, I, I yeah. love her so much. No worries. Oh, my favourite women, I should say. They're both great. Yeah, I know. Aren't they all oh, singing in the rain? I've got to watch that clip again later on. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, look, thanks so much, Maria. Let's try no and worries. keep going. And may the force be with you. Yeah, and may the force be also with you. Thanks for, you know, dropping by on the phone. <laughs> oh, <my>. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Cool. That was Maria Lewis. Yeah, she's an awesome broadcaster. Uh, she does some TV stuff for the feed, and, um, yeah, she's writing books. So I wanted to ask her what she thought about um, Carrie Fisher's books. They're in the top top ten. That's incredible from yesterday. So there you go. Very uh, talented woman. One of the many t- talented women that we've had on Joy. All right. Um, stick around because we've got more Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds tribute. And don't forget to message us 0427 Joy 949. Tell us what your favourite is here on Stand Up and Squeam on Joy. Hi, this is Carrie Fisher, and you're listening to Sci-Fi and Squeam on Joy 94.9. We celebrate a day of peace, a day of harmony. transform at all as Princess Leia? I heard they asked you to lose weight. They did. They always do. They want to hire part of me, not all of me. So they want to hire about three-fourths. Uh-huh. And so I have to get rid of the fourth somehow. So, so the fourth did, was this before be the first me. movie or before the bronze? I made a joke. I'm sorry. What was it? The fourth can't be with me. Oh, the fourth can't be with me. So... Is this is this before the first movie or is this before the bronze bikini second movie? Oh no, bronze bikini I was solid. You know, it's that whole women Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad thing for women. Even in space, women are, you know, there's there's a double standard. Yeah. With the force, even with the force. Why do do you have to comfort Luke when one guy dies, Ben Kenobi? But your whole planet has exploded. That's right. And no one's comforting me. I'm still upset about that. Not only... No, not, Have you addressed this before? Not just my planet, 
my mother, my stepfather, as I found out yeah, later, yeah, yeah. my record collection, <laughs> all my clothes, so I have to wear that white dress all the time. Yeah. So it was very sad for me. If you could go back and visit yourself at the age of 22, what advice would you give yourself? And would you listen anyway? Put those pills down. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't listen. Have more kids, put the pills down. Be kind to others. And, and obey the Girl Scout laws. Actress writer I've known for years as the poster child of manic depression. Visiting my old friend Carrie Fisher, known to the world as Princess Leia in the Star Wars movies, but she's always been, she's on the edge of sanity. She's, um, you know, constantly, not, you know, not mad enough to be committed, but not sane enough to, to lead much of a normal life. When you're galloping along at a great speed, it is better than any drug that you could ever take. God, if you will, is saving you parking spots. Songs are being played on the radio for you. You're just so enthusiastic about everyone. And everyone must be enthusiastic about you. And it's just come along. I've got a great idea. I've got this unbelievable idea. Let's go to India. <laughs> then you'll just start going way too fast. And you're faster than anyone that you're around, and that's not fun. You're on the phone far too long, you're not getting any sleep. Nothing is going fast enough for you. Come on, keep up with me, you guys, come on. And even if it's not true that you're um, more talented when mm -hmm. you're manic, you feel like you are. Yeah, which is and half so the battle. I am standing on rocks, flaming speeches to the world. You know, I have a lot to say. I have messages from deep space, in fact. And I stayed awake for six days, and I, I did lose my mind. And this friend of mine says to me, does your doctor know that you behave this way? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> then we sort of have an argument, and I cry for four hours and I'm unable to stop and I know there's something wrong with that I call this doctor and I go in and I see her you know we're talking and I'm laughing and I'm spinning around in chairs and the doctor says that's that's the diagnosis that's bipolar that's manic depression Carrie had years of living with such extreme moods and feelings before she got that diagnosis. This is Dante Bosco, the one-time leader of the Lost Boys and the Prince of the Fire Nation, and you're listening to Sci-Fi and Squeam on Joy 94.9. You proud of your daughter? Are you proud of me? I'm very proud of my daughter. She is wonderfully gifted and a very special daughter. Great talent. No wishful thinking here. No wishful drinking. Do you really, when you call her up, do you really say, "Hi, this is Debbie Reynolds, your mother"? I mean, when? I, 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 I'm just so used to saying it. You know, I say instead of saying hi, I don't know why I say hi. I mean, of course she knows by now. This is your mother. Hello, dear. This is Debbie. Instead, I forget. No, your mother, Debbie. This is your mom. This could be my, you know, my. 
next door neighbor. Other I'm her neighbor. I just, I, it's yeah, one way yeah, I get to true. see my daughters. I moved right next door. And where did your mother live? Right next door. <laughs> what do you think about Carrie being so open and honest about her life? Wonderful stories about Aren't you. Aren't they funny? Did you really suggest that she have a child with, with one of your husbands? Well, of course, because he, he was very attractive <laughs> and he had blue eyes, and I thought it would work out. You she was so young. <laughs> you didn't. And my womb was free. This is a stand-up and squeam, filling in for stand-up straight with a special tribute to Ms. Reynolds, who passed away today. Very sad, Debbie Reynolds, and daughter, of course, Carrie Fisher, on Tuesday of this week. So it's been a, a double whammy and a big uh, loss, I think, for many, um, in particular, uh, fans and nerds out there and geeks who love the Star Wars franchise 
that she was very much a part of it. Um, of course, Carrie Fisher. And then we heard Debbie Reynolds singing Tammy from the um, American film series that happened in the 50s. Uh, it was quite a, a big deal, the film series. Light-hearted, set in the Mississippi, 17-year-old Debbie Reynolds playing a Tammy, um, a young girl, you know, living day-to-day, surviving as young girls do, I guess, in the South. I mean, this is Hollywood, so universal production. Let's not take it too seriously. But what a beautiful voice that Debbie Reynolds has. And we've had a message or two. One from Graham. Thank you so much. He's a member of Joy, which is awesome. Many thanks for putting on a great show over the holidays. Just heard that Debbie Reynolds passed away. Um, Yeah, that's very sad. Actually, I think that message was earlier in the day. Not sure what's happening with the emails, but never mind. What about non-famous people who died as well, who had achievements in science? And that's from Sam. And I believe that is the case. Look, Vera Rubin uh, sadly passed away as well. The woman who discovered the first evidence of uh, dark matter, she was definitely uh, looking at a galaxy or two far, far away. American astronomer, amazing woman, Vera uh, Rubin, she passed away on Christmas Day. So we do acknowledge that as well, because without science, you wouldn't have science fiction. Let's face it. And uh, speaking of more things, don't forget to message us in if you wish to, 0427JOY949. Email us on air, joy.org.au. I'm Sonia doing a, a stand up and squeam, I guess you could call it, as we look at the. Um, the life of Carrie Fisher as uh, as much as we can in such a short period of time and her mum, uh, Debbie, uh, who's who's also um, passed away. So, yeah, a pretty, pretty tricky and uh, very sad time for everyone in everywhere in the galaxy. And uh, very soon we will have a little bit of... Um, they've been podcasted for... A number of years now, about six years. It's Andy and Adrian used to have a breakfast show here on Joy. We'll be listening to them talk to Carrie Fisher when she was on tour uh, promoting, of course, uh, Wishful Drinking, her wonderful stage show and performance that she did those years ago. And she was in Australia. And, of course, uh, Dean Beck. Uh, We'll hear a bit of, of what he has to say with Sue Wilkinson uh, talking to Carrie Fisher in the studio um, that happened all those years ago. So hang around for that and uh, stay with us. Of course, it's getting closer to the new year. 2017's got to be better, as they say, because 2016's been tough. We've lost some amazing um, people, figures, pop culture, and, and, of course, as I mentioned, science. This is um, Joy, Joy 94.9. Hi, this is Sue Ann Braun, and you are listening to Sci-Fi and Squeam on Joy 94.9. You're listening to Andy and Adrian. Hollywood legend, Hollywood royalty, Carrie Fisher, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Did you like that intro? You are royalty in our eyes. Royalty, legend. It's going to be hard to live up to all that. Well, look, to be honest, we're, we're, we're just young whippersnappers. So, ah, okay. so to us... To us, we, we always j- just thought of you, uh, well, of you as Princess Leia, right? From Star well, that's Wars. that's what most people think of as me, yeah. But... That's how I'm thought of. Done a bit of research, you really are from a good stock. You, uh, you really are from Hollywood royalty. You have 
um, an inc- you, you had an incredible childhood uh, mixed with all the, you know, all the, 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 the A-listers from Hollywood at the time. You were from a crazier world than bloody Star Wars. You're from Hollywood. Yes, yes, but it was the only world I knew, so that was my normal. Yeah. Now, did you hang out with all the other sort of Hollywood kids on the, on the sort of the film lots and everything like that growing up? Uh, no. Well, some of the other kids went to uh, the same school as I did, but um, hang out on movie lots when there was a when a MGM still was a big. They had a lot. We my. We used to have our birthday parties on the lot. Other movie star kids, I don't know, Dean Martin's daughter was a friend of mine. Uh, I knew Tony Curtis's, um, you know, daughters. Yeah. But mm. it wasn't like we were all one big group. <laughs> <laughs> We've romanticized it in That's our right. minds. We could just imagine you driving little golf carts around the lots, but, you know. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, no, I don't think so. In uh, 1977, which coincidentally is the year we were born, uh, Star Wars came out and uh, character of Princess Leia was born and created and, of course, you uh, starred in that role and it would have been an understatement for me to say that changed your life. Uh, yes, it did change my life. It made me um, a celebrity and, uh, yeah, no, it made everything go sort of much faster and everything got a lot crazier. And um, it was it was quite extraordinary. I, mean, I was only 20 at the time, and uh, it was completely unexpected to have the movie misbehave like that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, how many, uh, you know, Princess Leia figurines do you have in your house? There has to be at least one. Oh, no, yeah, no, not figurines. I have... Um, I have one of the wigs on another doll. I have the cups. <gasps> I have a Harrison cup. Oh, what, what we would pay for those cups. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're, I usually give them away to kids that come over, uh, so I don't keep a lot of... Uh, oh, I have a trash can that's R2-D2. Oh, oh that, is, that is gold. <gasps> oh, Carrie Fisher, you are a hoot. You're listening word for word across Australia on the Community Radio Network from Melbourne's Joy 94.9. Here in Australia for her one-woman show, which is also a book, one of four that she's written, is Carrie Fisher. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's five, one of five. Five. He's not very bright, but wow. we put up with him. I know. Okay, good. That's okay. Yeah, I'm gonna one of five. We told you, one of five. Oh, See, well. I can't, you know. You can't, can't get good help. It. You love writing. I do love writing. Well, not all the time. Not when it, it went from inclination to obligation. So sometimes I do writing as, you know, a job, God forbid. Uh, but I, I do do it also just for myself. You have a real love of words, though. You talk about a love of words. fell in love with words when I was very young and started underlining the ones that I didn't know and the ones, the the phrases that I thought were incredible. And so I I wanted to uh, be a wordsmith like Dorothy Parker. And I realized early on that she was 5'1", dark hair, dark eyes, um, half Jewish, and married a gay guy. So... But she married hers twice. so She married twice, the same one twice. Yeah. Well, the rumor, I mean, in those days, it was just more rumor that he was gay, but 
He was he gay. Was gay. <laughs> <laughs> now, you uh, have become a bit of a gay icon yourself, and uh, your mother was uh, pretty much a gay icon too. Is it something that you inherited, or is it something it is, that you... It's earned? genetic, <laughs> yeah. No, it's totally genetic, and, uh, you know, I'm happy for it. It's genetic in the same way that manic depression is. Or maybe the manic depression is the, is what's pulling the gay people to me. It could be. the manic side. <laughs> could yeah, be. no, I mean, I have a child with a gay man, so well, I turned him gay, though. Oh. I have superpowers. You're the one. Yeah. I turned you guys gay, too, didn't I? <laughs> no. You I, did. I was about four. Well, I, now how old are you? I've got to figure 39. Out. Oh, all right. Well, that was me then. Yes, that was, that was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, totally. I was just thinking about the other foot. Well, my husband would have turned me lesbian then, maybe. He would have, yeah. did he? Our husband should have hooked up at some stage then. Maybe made things they equal. did. <laughs> you know, we're talking about the old days. I know. Now, talking about uh, gay and lesbian, you would have had your fair share of stalkers in your time. A couple both of male, yeah, male and female. female. And I have a... I, oh, no. Oh, if yes. I say anything down here, it's ending up everywhere in the world, so I have to... Oh, we're not that far away anymore. So the <laughs> no, it's connections. all viral. So I found that anything I say that I have never said before is ending up in Toronto. So <laughs> I'll say goes? that, you know, I have a lot of gay friends both of both sorts and, um, and, the, and, and, you know, my daughter's father. Yeah. So that really is. And my, so my daughter has a stepfather. Okay. And a father. As you do. Well, that's quite common in Western Joy 94.9. In, in California, yeah. Now, speaking of gay icons, Liz Taylor was the woman your father left Debbie Reynolds for. As well he should. And she's quoted as saying, have you ever noticed that he's the only husband I never talk about? What's your relationship like you know with what? Liz Taylor? I called her to tell her that he had passed away and she cried. Which was only recently. Yeah. Yeah. So she might not talk about him, but... You know, I think they were, I said to her at one point, um, you know, did you love my dad? And she said, we kept Mike Todd alive. And that was her husband previously who, who died in a plane crash. And then my father um, adopted Liza Todd, who was, you know, Mike Todd's child. And, uh, and they were then married for four years. And Liz converted to Judaism for my father. Really? So get over yourself. Word for Word is made possible thanks to funding provided by the Community Broadcasting Foundation and is distributed nationally to over 70 radio stations in the Community Radio Network. Word for Word is produced by Robert Briley and presented by Dean Beck and Sue Wilkinson from Australia's first gay and lesbian radio station, Melbourne's Joy 94.9. Yes, thanks to uh, Dean and Andy and Adrian and Sue and Robert Briley uh, for the chance to play a bit of the snippet there of those awesome interviews going back to 2010 when Carrie Fisher was not just, you know, promoting her a book as well as her performance and show, but she was actually in this studio for Dean and Sue, which was an amazing time indeed. So thank you very much. And um, also thanks for some of the messages that are coming through. Uh, we've had one a message from, well, very interesting indeed. Um, a chap has messaged through saying Carrie Fisher actually uh, kissed them once. Let's find out what that's about. Just listening to your tribute to Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. 
Uh, they say, I saw Carrie Fisher's one-woman show, Wishful Drinking, when she toured it in Melbourne a few years ago. That's right. I was sitting in the front row and there was some audience interaction. After some banter between us early in the show, Carrie asked trivia questions about her family in a segment called Hollywood Inbreeding. How hilarious. Uh, and they go on to say, as much as I'm a fan of classic Hollywood as I am Carrie herself, I knew quite a bit about Debbie and Carrie's father, Eddie Fisher. Because I answered several of her trivia questions correctly, she called me up on the edge of the stage hung a medal around my neck and kissed me on the cheek. I still have the medal. Oh, my God. There you go. That's a geekgasm in itself. You know, medal around the neck. Hello. You know, hey, hey, Elderan, I think it was, with the medal exchange. I could be wrong for Star Wars number four. And as a fan from the childhood because of Star Wars and later because of her writing, it was one of the big thrills of my life. These uh, last two days have been really hard. And so they say, uh, thanks very much for the tribute and for replaying the interview with her. Such a treat. Cheers. Thank you, Keith. That is really kind. You still have a few minutes to... Well, you can keep on messaging through. That's fine. I'm sure other joisters will read them out later on. Perhaps 0427-JOY-949 or email us on air at joy.org.au as we remember not just uh, Carrie Fisher's passing, but now her mum, uh, the wonderful Debbie uh, I was going to say Debbie Fisher, but Debbie Reynolds, because, of course, she kept her stage name. Thanks for putting a show together about an amazing mother and daughter. I will miss them. Sorry I couldn't be there. Hugs, Clayton. Thanks, Clayton, or Claytox, as he's known. Thank you very much for those messages, guys. Um, I think this one's important because this is the Princess Diarist. Yes, indeed. Talking about not just Empire Strikes Back, but sex with Harrison Ford at his prime. And as Maria Lewis was saying, that was one of the better tweets uh, that's been doing the rounds. So let's have a little bit of listen to the very famous hand and layer kiss from Empire Strikes Back, also known as a number five in the franchise. And of course, her interview recently in the last few months with the wonderful Alan DeGeneres. This is Stand Up and Scream, here on Joy. Hey, your worship, I'm only trying to help. Would you please stop calling me that? Sure, Leia. You make it so difficult sometimes. I do, I really do. You can be a little nicer, though. Come on, admit it, sometimes you think I'm all right. Occasionally, maybe, when you aren't acting like a scoundrel. Scoundrel? I like the sound of that. Stop that. Stop what? Stop that. My hands are dirty. My hands are dirty, too. What are you afraid of? Afraid? You're trembling. I'm not trembling. You like me because I'm a scoundrel. There aren't enough scoundrels in your life. I happen to like nice men. Nice men. the reverse power flux coupling. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, you're perfectly welcome, sir. Harrison Ford, um, you reveal in your book after uh, how, 40 years? Is that right? 40 years I thought I'd wait. Okay, so you reveal that you were having an affair with, with Harrison Ford. I was. You, well, you say it. Um, oh. 
But yes, I did. All right. So how did that stay a secret for 40 years? How did I was good at that, wasn't I? You sure were. I told other stuff to distract people uh-huh. so they would never figure it out. No, it, and no one thought it was happening at the time. I don't even know if he did. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, no, no, he did. He did. Yeah. I remember. I just so remember. it was, it was, did you have a relationship that, that lasted? Like, was it a, a, just sexual or was it love? Well, it depends on who you ask. Oh, you're talking to me. I'm asking you. Well, I'm I here. was an infatuation. Probably. It was infatuation. infatuation. Love is more okay. mature. I, yeah, I understand. So, but did the relationship continue after y'all stopped filming together? No. It was just when y'all were filming. It was a location. You know, location, location, location. <laughs> Well, that's because everybody was away from home. Mm -hmm. So then the rules, I didn't know this. I was 19. No one told me about location rules or lack of rules. Yeah. But you can do whatever you want as long as you film the movie. I see. As long as you film the movie. Yeah. If you're just vacationing, you can't have an affair. But if you're filming the movie, people can sleep together. They can sleep together if their family's not around. But whoever she is, she's made us wait here for four hours. It's a peeved look. All I can say is, she better be funny while she's out. They say she's off drugs and we can only hope. coming which you would think it would be a better hello i'm princess leia organa <laughs> fly me to alderaan did you call liz taylor like ma'am oh yeah i still do yeah she, she adores me drags me up onto her lap what happened today darling how is the book doing she adores me no uh no i met her once when i was about three i went to the beverly hills hotel with my father and what I remember was she was wearing like a see-through negligee when she answered the door. And I remembered, I remember it, so I, I must have known it was very important and this was the clue to what had happened that had gone wrong. And did your mother, was she kind of, what was she then? Was she as ang- angry? She's not angry, I'm on her behalf. But my mother has, was never upset. She was always like a fan of Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> going to be left for somebody. Might as well be Elizabeth Taylor, and that is really probably the truth. That's her ego wasn't damaged, I'm sure. Oh, it was. It was. Because Elizabeth was a friend, and it was a very public humiliation, and she had two small infants, and you cannot have the luxury of being depressed. I know this now, too. Well, you got Paul Simon, which... And I wrote all those lyrics. God, You wrote Bridge Over River Kwai? Bridge Over (laughs) over Debbie's Daughter. But he changed it. I said, you're a fool. It's really catchy. Like a... But he changed it. What does he know? Men. I know. No figure. <laughs> but he must have been fun. He doesn't he look fun, fun. But he looks oh, like maybe well, when the I doors mean, are shut. not like a consistent... <laughs> but no men are. And did you laugh at his jokes in the beginning? <laughs> That's how I got him. Really? I, I bet. screamed with laughter. I bet. And stupid. then when did, like, the stretch no, marks no, in your no, face? No, 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 no. So when he makes fun of being incredibly serious, yeah. it is funny, funny, funny. I acted like somebody like, how could you leave me? I'm so much fun. And like, who wants to have fun all the time? Though? I've been the tap dancer They all do my say life. I want you forever. And then they go, oh, but I mean, forever just ended. You know, I want, now I'm, oh, I should have had a V8. Now I want, 
um, something calmer. I want to be the center. I don't want to be oh. Carrie Fisher's boyfriend. Right. I don't okay. want to be Ruby Wax's sidekick. If you achieve a certain celebrity, you want to date an accomplished woman, you might not want to marry one. Yes, thank you so much for those messages that are coming through. That's just awesome. Remembering the wonderful Carrie Fisher, and there she was with Alan DeGeneres, and, of course, talking about uh, her relationship with Harrison Ford during Star Wars, A New Hope, or Number 4, as we call it. We have Stand Up Straight. Uh, well, that's what we are. Well, that's what I am, Stand Up and Squeam, uh, as a tribute to Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. But up next is Family Matters. And there's a whole bunch of them. They want to come in the studio. They're very excited. So we'll do that very shortly. But thanks again for everyone messaging in. Keep the messages coming. Uh, Keep supporting Joy. It's uh, really good of people to do that. And remember, uh, may the force be with you. And as um, a couple of people who sent tweets around the universe in the last couple of days, Alan DeGeneres is one, says, Carrie Fisher was a brilliant writer, actor and friend. She was so much fun, I can't believe she's gone. Uh, Bill Nye, the science uh, geek, who does a wonderful show, uh, says, Carrie Fisher, your role inspired a generation of scientifically curious space explorers. You change the world and you'll be sorely missed. And a wonderful Margaret Cho says, We just lost a great ally for mental health and addiction. Be strong. Be as strong as she'd want you to be. Rest in paradise, Carrie Fisher. And I think that goes the same with um, uh, Debbie Reynolds. May they rest in peace. And uh, thanks for listening to our little tribute here on Joy. Up next, as I said, Family Matters on Joy. that girl. Well, Jake, you look just fine down there, slithering in the mud like vermin. No problem. You're not going to get away from me this time. It's good to see you, sweetheart. You contemptible pig. I remained celibate for you. I stood at the back of a cathedral waiting in celibacy for you, with 300 friends and relatives in attendance. My uncle hired the best Romanian caterers in the state. To obtain the seven limousines for the wedding party, my father used up his last favors with Mad Pete Trollo. So for me, for my mother, my grandmother, my father, my uncle, and for the common good, I must now kill you and your brother. You know I love you, baby. I wouldn't leave you. It wasn't my fault. You miserable slug. You think you can talk your way out of this? You betrayed me. No, I didn't. Honest. I ran out of gas. I had a flat tire. I didn't have enough money for cab fare. My touch didn't come back from the cleaners. An old friend came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. There was an earthquake. A terrible flood. Locust. It wasn't my fault, I swear to God!
gathered in Los Angeles to analyze our love affair and finally unscramble us. And they sat among our photographs, examined everyone, and in the end we compromised and met the morning sun. Maybe I think too much. Maybe I think too much. Oh, maybe I think too much. Maybe I think too much. Hey, say the left side of the brain it dominates the right, and the right side has to labor through the long and speechless night. In the night, my father came to me and held me to his chest. He said, "There's not much more that you can do. Go on and get some rest." And I said, "Yeah, maybe I think too much. Maybe I think too much. Oh, maybe I think too much." Maybe I think too much. Oh, maybe I think too much. Maybe I think too much. Yeah. Maybe I think too much. Maybe I think too much. Oh. and author Carrie Fisher likes to say that talking is an area of certainty for me. She also can write Delusions of Grandma is her third novel about the Hollywood set and the Los Angeles Times calls it wildly funny as well as heartbreaking. The daughter of Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher, she was 20 when Star Wars made her an international celebrity. Her first novel, Postcards from the Edge, was made into a movie starring Meryl Streep and Shirley MacLaine and I'm pleased to have her here. Welcome. Thank you. Now, let me just check on... on uh, What's the thing about pink? What's the title of it? Surrender the Pink. Surrender the Pink. Uh. <laughs> That's the thing about pink. <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy right. thing about the pink. The title I got. Now, are you writing a screenplay for that or not? I am. I did. I have to go back to it now. I wrote a screenplay that I was mostly satisfied with, and uh, then I had to stop and have a baby and write a book. And so I did those now, things. Now, why did you have to stop? It was the law. It didn't, it's, in, it's, in, it's in writing. It's, it's a California law. It's a California law. It's a California law. That's right. Saying that if you're in the midst of a screenplay well, no, no, no. and you if need you to have, have a baby. If you are 35, yeah. you have to write a book and have a baby, do book. the B thing. Yes. And then you book can and baby. book and baby, yeah. and then you go back to the screenplay. Okay, so you're now prepared to go back to the screenplay now yes, that you book and baby. You but do I need to have another baby, so there's somebody watching. Well, you need two babies in one well, book before you go back. Well, 37, that's another law. <laughs> well, These are silly I California I laws. I know that yeah. this is why New Yorkers are contemptuous of Los Angeles well, And this people. is why you write about California that's and right. Hollywood. Because I'm because contemptuous. Because silly people. Of course that. <laughs> because you're contemptuous of people. Absolutely. Now, why isn't it, why don't you write nonfiction? Because this is all autobiographical, I know. Oh, come on, Oh, come Charlie. on, we know Charlie, it is. Charlie, Yes, it is. We know. Uh, because then I would have to say more real things, and I can, I have more... I mean, is that it? I mean, that's the standard answer. It, is, no, it no, gives no. you more creativity, more uh, freedom, can, and more uh, license yeah, to do it. I can make it. it up. It's boring. Life does not fall out like a piece of entertainment, or does it for you. 
It certainly doesn't for me. So you I have like to, to organize it. It doesn't fall it out because you mean you got to pull it out and. Yes, I have to organize it a bit better, although some would argue with my yeah. organizational abilities. And, and, and you make up stuff. And I'm nicer about people in fiction than I would be in fact. But, I mean, are you ever tempted to just try it? No, I don't have a good memory either. I have a lousy memory. Yeah, but, but you must remember, I mean, the people that I know. I would write a great and. <laughs> yes, mm, yes. Rollicking. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But I a seriously. A rocketing number one bestseller. I don't know about that. Well, yes, it would, yes, it yes, would be. Yes, there are a couple of episodes. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, I don't have a good memory. Just your own life would be enough. Forget yes, anything else. Even, Just your even life. Just recent birthday party. Just the breakup of yeah. your marriage. That wasn't that fascinating. Was not it? what I hear. <laughs> Why, was he on the show? No, no, no. <laughs> then he should write it. <laughs> uh, let me talk about this. Corey Sharp, describe her. Who is she? What, why should we be interested in her? You shouldn't and be interested in her. You yes, we should. Contemptuous of her. She's from Los Angeles. No, no, no. no. We, you know why we should be interested in her? Because she is a woman who is after love. You know, she's a person who's after love and has some sense of, of what love and is all about and looks at it with a certain certainty as I do. <laughs> Which are? Conversation. Yes. That form of connection. I yeah. find it sensual. Do you? Yes. Okay. That's why then. I do this. Me too. Otherwise, I'd go out I call and myself be an today airline pilot. Mother Talk Show. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. my name today. Yeah, well, yeah, well, listen, I know. I saw you this morning on the Today Show. You did? At early, early. Early, early, early. And you early hadn't night. slept at all because your little baby kept and you up. I still up. haven't slept at all, though I've lain down on some of the floors you have here. <laughs> on the beautiful. floor? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, do you normally sleep on the floor, or is it just. No, I'm just doing it for effect. I'm trying to get attention. <laughs> it's an attention-getting device on this channel. In a channel. kind of fetal position, or? Yes, I tried that, then I went for a flat-out look. I just, uh, I wanted to see what worked. I, I didn't know. I thought maybe it was all the talk about taxation that might have done it to you. It bored the hell out of me. <laughs> well, and I, thank you very much. <laughs> no, I didn't watch. I had to go into the fetal position and not yeah. watch in order to prepare in the sort of marionette thing. The strings oh, you do had that, to really? tighten. Today I had to, because okay. to be on television at 7 o'clock, and I'm still sort of in L.A. time, plus we had that hour change, so I was on TV at 2 in the morning. Don't That's point your not finger fair. at me. It makes me feel... What? <laughs> tell me. Tell me. How do you feel, Charlie? How do you feel? This right, is a no. show about feelings. It is. No, okay, it's not. Fine. It really right. isn't. All right, but it, good. It, it, I tell you what it is. It is... Where does this... Um, sh Corey Sharp. I mean, the, here is a woman who feels like she, she, she falls in love with a lawyer, Richard. Ray. Ray, I'm I was sorry, all right. Ray, Ray, right. Richard later. She's ambivalent about uh, her abilities at doing the things that human beings would do, right. which would be to procreate. Right. A. Right. B. Marriage. Right. Any of those things, I think her areas of certainty would be uh, akin to mine, which would be uh, work areas. Yeah. And conversation talk show. and writing. Conversation talk show and writing. And talk show. She'd be certain about that? Talk show also, by the way, is aerobic, so we'll be slimming right now. Um, <laughs> that, yeah. uh, these are the areas of certainty that have nothing to do with real life, but on Venus uh, are terrific yeah. for your heart. I think you're absolutely right, though. One of the things that you say is that um, one of the 12 signs that the world is coming apart. It's talk, talk show hosts, hosts are, interviewing other talk show hosts. It's it happened. I saw Arsenio interviewing Sally Jesse Raphael. I think about. I mean, it was. I guess <laughs> yes. moving or something. Her it's daughter sure died, but but I it know. was frightening. And then I saw yeah. it repeatedly, and then I was certain. And then the earthquake yeah. happened, and I knew. I, know, I just got a request to be interviewed by another talk show host. Don't, and, and, please and, don't and, do and, it. I decided, based on what you said, not to don't do it. Don't do it because it really, it's a sure sign of. It is a sign, though. I guess there's some. We can all interview each other or have conversations <laughs> with each other, but it, it it does render the audience obsolete. Then. Yeah. 
Now tell me how much of what you say about Cora Sharp, and, and because there's parallels to your life. Absolutely. She, for example, uh, uh, takes care. Doctor. Yeah, she's a script doctor. That's number one. I mean, two. Why do you say script doctor rather than a writer? I mean, are what or you do is your bread and butter being a script doctor, I'm or is your bread, bread and, butter and butter being writing these kinds of things? Well, that's a, a lighter mm -hmm. butter. That's a sort of a more margarine. <laughs> this and is more the better butter is uh, really? the bigger, the, the better best, butter. The, the best work is the Betty's screenplay? Butter, butter. I mean, the best work uh, is you going in to fix somebody else's script yes, rather than is. this, which is yes. your life and your views and your wit and yes! your charm? Yes! Yes! Isn't it astonishing? <laughs> it is. Yes. I don't believe it for a minute. I get paid an enormous amount of money per week to Because you can save those big budget films. Because I can make them talk like this. <laughs> and who cares? Because they're driving rented cars really fast, <laughs> shooting right. at each other. And they but make sometimes, it... even then, yeah. they make them say one thing. Yeah. It's like a bumper sticker. You go in and you give them a couple of lines of dialogue. And, and that's it? That's they pay it. you the big bucks just to go in and give them one and line that saves so their film. And so deep, he's nearly unfathomable. And so quick, he's even fast asleep. I give you J.S. Hook. I just to go in and write one line per, you know, not just one, but several. And, 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 and what do you get for paid for writing several lines? Where? No. There's how a, much? There's city Square. No, and how much? No, 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 I didn't say where. How, how much? much? I'm not going to do how much with you. I should have watched the t tag segment, yeah. and I would have. <laughs> uh, but I can't because of the contemptuous factor. The contemptuous factor we have for people who make too much money in Los Angeles. Is mm -hmm. that the contemptuous factor? But I need it because But you because earn it because I, you're I'm creative and you're doing things and you have your sense about still a, what America ought to be as a society. No, it is, it's a... It's a they throw money a lot around they a lot do. in movies, and uh, there are people dying in places um, that could use this money for better things. So I think to talk about it is disrespectful. Serious question. Do you think marriage ruins good relationships? I think all of it is individual. I think probably for me, because it's a high-concept marriage, if you are looking at a person that you What's consider your, your girlfriend, marriage? you're looking at your girlfriend. How you expect your girlfriend to behave is perhaps far different than how you expect your wife to Why behave. Why do you think that is? You ask your mother. <laughs> Why should I ask my mother? I'm asking you. Well, don't you. ask mine. Well, she's from outer space. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, she's in here, too. I mean, is, is yes, Viv is Debbie. But she's from the good part Debbie of Debbie is space. Viv, right? Yes. Okay. And, and as I said, you in your own life, and it says something about you, took care of someone dying of age. Yes. yes. Um, yes, that's in there. Um, screen, screen doctor, that's in there. Uh, has a daughter by a man who's no longer with her. That's in there. I yes. should have had a V8. Yes. That. <laughs> well, have. I just should put pictures in it. That's then. exactly right. Little snapshots. Little snapshots. Law firm. No, tell me why. Do you, do you really think that marriage will, will ruin a marriage? I mean, no, have you given up on marriage? Not at all. In fact, I wanted to ask you something. Yes, please do. Anything. <laughs> Will you, I mean, I know you have a girlfriend and everything, yes, but will yes. you have a trial, trial marriage with me, just on the air? Just be married to me on the air, and we can just talk like this. Okay, good. I, all right, okay. all right. No, so what would happen? God, How would we talk know. if well, we... I can't cook. That's the good part, is you don't eat on talk shows. I would be the great talk show mother. Are talk you contemptuous of talk shows? Not at all. This is my arena, <laughs> It certainly is. You are one of the best. Your daughter is, the success of Carrie is unbelievable. She's got a new book coming out, a new film. Isn't it great? The children, good luck to them. How proud well, you Carrie's must be. Carrie's very talented. And she did this movie. Uh, well, she wrote the novel Postcards from the Edge. And now they've finished it. And Meryl Streep is the star. Sherry MacLaine also is the star. And it's supposedly about a mother and a daughter and all of their problems and their pulls and, 
and everyone thinks that it's me. It's not. Carrie wrote a novel, but you know, I'll have to bear. Is there a lot of you in it? Not really. It's it's really about a big. They fight a lot and they argue and. You didn't. No, we didn't. Do you think the public is going to assume, since this will be played up, that in a sense Shirley MacLaine is playing you? I think so, but it's not true. No, DeCary wrote it. That's to her brilliance as a writer. Everyone will think that because it's so well written and it's so honest. It seems so honest, but it isn't really about Carrie and myself. It's it's the novel she wrote, and it's sort of shocking. I get I haven't seen it. I don't think I'm going to see it because they'll. I think I'll get upset because people will think it's. How me. do you like reading what she writes? Startling. She writes uh, very graphically, you know. And Does that her, shock her, you a little? And some of it's sexual. Well, her language, yes. It's, and uh, intense. Uh -huh. Well, the first movie she did was called Shampoo, and in that movie she had to say, the, you know, mm -hmm. that, that word. So. Uh, How did you feel, I'm Mama I'm a Nazarene, Debbie? you know. I didn't want her to say it. I wanted her to say, oh, uh, you Shucks. know, other words. Does it twinge you then when you hear her say it or write it? Yeah, I, d I don't like it. No. I think it's very unfeminine. When she writes it, well, she writes everything so, um, you know, it's Dorothy Parker. She's very quick. She's very glib of her, of it's today's day. It's not like Dorothy Parker. It's a different language. But she's, she writes very today. We've got to talk about this new Star Wars movie. <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back, that was voted the best film ever in a poll. Did you see that? Why do you think it's still such a big deal after I, all these years? Why do you think people go, get so excited about it? I think because it's children. A lot of them are children. So you, you get adult people now, but this reminds them of their childhood. Yeah, you're right, That's yeah. really powerful. Mm. You know, and as a kid, it did that to me. And I was 19 when I yeah. saw it and was in it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So you just, you've never seen anything like it. Plus, it's like a fairy tale. Yeah. You know, it's like... America's version of fairy tale is going to be an outer space film. Yeah. But that's how it went, and it stayed that way. And I was saying to a friend, I was saying, because remember, you know, that, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but Darth Vader is Luke and Leah's dad, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, spoiler alert! <laughs> but that secret that Darth Vader is your dad, mm. nowadays with all the gossip, Colors, I know, it's OMG, this is what happens. Everyone kept it a secret. And that was what was cool about it. You yeah. don't want to know the ending. Of course you You just don't. want to feel cool because you found out before other people did. Yeah. Have you actually done your filming for your bits yet? See, you're going to get me in all sorts of trouble. Oh, no, okay, don't. Just, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why I'm here, no, to I'm, object. Yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you experience all the hype and the craziness, because, I mean, listen, Star Wars and their fans, it's something else, isn't it? Like, hello, I think you had that lightsaber in your left hand, and now you have it in your right. <laughs> you have to like. Are you the... <laughs> is, is there a part of you dreading, thinking, oh, I've got to go for all this again? No, it makes you do that thing that I don't understand, which is act, uh, um, what is it? <laughs> down to earth. So you say yes. about a celebrity that yes. they're down to earth. You yes. would never say about, you know, someone that worked in a chemist that they're down to earth. Yeah, yeah. And where are they coming from to get down to earth? Yeah. Is it Hollywood? Oh, so yeah. So yeah, if you're trying to, my mother used to try and be just a regular human being. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you have to make the effort. Oh, I see, yes. Have you ever been anywhere in the world when people haven't heard of you or Star Wars or Princess Leia? Well, certainly not throngs of people running around going, <gasps> you know, because that's the best thing about this, is to be in an airport, yeah. minding your own business, and someone will say, 
Princess Leia! And what am I, am I supposed to do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what should I write? What can I say? How can I tell you how much I miss you? The weather here has been as nice as it can be. Although it doesn't really matter much to me. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there are a chosen few that will stand against the vampires, the demons, and the forces of darkness. These are the voyages of the crew of Sci-Fi and Squeam on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.